So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. All right. Hey, Smarter Vets. Welcome back to the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. This is Tom Seco, one of your co-hosts and co-owner of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We are a national planning firm that works with vet med in the community to help provide a different way of thinking so it can help make financial decisions easy so you can spend time doing other things and you can fill in the blank. Uh, There's a lot of great resources that we offer. So if you're not checking them out, make sure to go to our website, look at our assessments, our videos, our courses. We've actually got master classes getting released soon. There's four different courses that we're going to be publishing through our website. So stay tuned to learn a little bit more about that. And you know, if you're interested to test or understand more about your finances, there's one assessment that you can look at that will dive down a little bit further into what are some of the things you're doing well and what are some things that you could potentially be overlooking in your planning. Today, I've got a, a, a guest that I've, I feel like I've been trying to get him on my radar for a while. He's a, a very busy guy. And I'm excited to have some conversation with him. And I hope you all find as much value from this as I have from knowing him and from meeting him. Blue Frog is a pretty cool, awesome construction company that works within VetMed. They've got a couple of other industries they work in as well. And I've actually had the honor today to be able to talk with one of the founding members uh, when it started in 2005. He's the chief operating officer of Blue Frog. They're really doing some great things across the United States. So I, I want to bring into the conversation today. It's really great to have you on the show, Michael Rubio. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Of course. I, I love being able to bring different perspectives and different ideas and different things for people to think about on our podcast. And for those who are not familiar with Blue Frog, or of course, if they've never heard your name before, uh, could you just give just a little bit of a plug around, you know, how did you get to where you are within Blue Frog right now in VetMed? And, you know, what, what's been your story? Yeah, so we started Blue Frog it was like 2005. I have a business partner. His name is um, Vince Mancuso. Vince is our uh, CFO. We started doing our original kind of like just some basic renovations and in the housing market around like the East Lake area in Atlanta. It was right at the time when... Um, that area kind of changed, started changing and, and uh, getting redeveloped. Ended up stumbling across an investor that was um, doing a house down in East Lake, and his wife was building a dental practice. So uh, he asked me if we'd be interested in building his dental the dental practice, and we did. We ended up getting involved in building that dental practice, and then did another one and another one. And um, in about a couple of years, we probably were averaging. This was like at the peak around like 2008. 2007, we were probably doing like starting four to five a month in the Atlanta area. That market started getting a little bit more competitive. So we decided to really to try to get into something like vertical, but more of more of like blue ocean and an underserved market, which was the veterinary medicine. So about, I think it was probably 12 years ago, we did our first animal hospital. And what we do is we're a design, build, development firm. We've kind of morphed and grown over the years doing just doing straight construction, then kind of trying to control the the design in order to control the budget to make sure that we could make that happen for the client. And then obviously now we do development, which is, you know, we build and fund our own projects and lease back. But that was over about a 12-year period. 
So currently right now, I think we have like 40 or 45 hospitals in eight states right now, 10 states going on in some type of some form, whether it's design, feasibility study, permitting, construction, finding the property, all that kind of good stuff. So we're, we're all over Brooklyn, Iowa, Denver, Florida, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, obviously. So we're, we're staying pretty busy doing it, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey to get here, but we're definitely, I feel like we're the leader in this space in the United States for sure. That's really awesome. I, I found it like, especially even with ourselves, because we, we were looking for a community to help ourselves. How do we not get just sucked in with everyone else? And what are we bringing to the table to really enhance the community? How are we improving? And most people, I feel like they just come in, they, they maybe do a good job. Maybe the company isn't that great. Maybe they're just trying to get them to sign up with them really quick. And, you know, you, you really yeah. can grab that niche to, to go in there and be able to talk with them. And I, I think that's incredible. And I'm, I'm curious, what, what caused you to pursue this type of world? I mean, honestly, veterinarians are just, in general, really nice people. Um, so when I started, you know, the the average salary of a veterinarian probably wasn't comparable to an average salary of a dentist. So most doctors right. didn't go to school to come out and, like, to get rich. You know, they came there because they, they love pets. They're, so they had a good heart, and that's something that uh, – they wanted to do and then you know as they started getting through the process realizing that well i gotta we gotta make a living right and we gotta make some money and we need to be successful at what we're doing so we tried to um understand that business side of things and that has been working with like distribution and and banking and the university and and whatnot and these veterinarians to see what's successful in their practices so we we really got a jump start i think we found how to take the exam room and 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 really emphasize on the client experience which has been um super helpful you know for them as far as getting their their gross revenues and stuff up and like i said vets are just they're super nice to work with so i can agree with you on that i can definitely i love working within the veterinary community because it's just i my phrase that i've adopted over time is called uh, the humble doctor mm -hmm. is how i like to put it and it's nice that the the amount of compassion that's out there for animals and it's just like it does transpire to even interactions with other people right. that they have. So it's really awesome to see that. When you look at the real estate as a whole, where practice practices, I mean, 40, 45 products you have going on right now, the people that you've started talking to beforehand, and I'm sure there's people that you've been in your world for a while that have been maybe considering it, you're finding new people all of a sudden that are interested and they want to start moving the process forward. What do you see as being the biggest downfall? Where are they struggling at? The people that we see that have the most problems um, or the most challenges, I would say, are ones that are not getting like a team of people involved. You know, you're not getting the right bank on board. You're not getting the right medical specific real estate group or design build construction company. And they try to do it on their own because they think they're going to save money. So I see when that happens, it ends up costing more and a lot more time and aggravation or like, Hey, my brother's a contractor or whatever type of thing like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that is definitely one trying to do it on your own, either purchasing real estate or uh, leasing a space or something like that. There's just a lot of ways that you can get caught that you may not know about. Just like, you know, it'd be like me trying to perform a surgery on a dog. I mean, I'm sure I could, you know, cut its heart out, no problem, but I'm not going to be able to have a successful surgery. So I would say that, and I would say funding, funding is a big deal. 
I do feel like now in this generation of people that are coming out of school, it's kind of like I need it now. So maybe they have a little excess debt, personal debt, inhibiting them to, to get a loan. You know, maybe their eyes are too big for their stomach, right? Like according to a bank, maybe the location, whatnot. So I think that's definitely a challenge. But but yeah, I think kind of really is just is their personal finances, making sure they're in the right position to go ahead and either start a practice or if they're going to go into a, another location, like getting somebody that, that knows what they're doing so they can kind of definitely focus on what they're good at, which is, you know, performing veterinary medicine. Absolutely. I, I find it interesting that you bring up that there's a lot of people that are looking to get into the realm of building their own practice or designing it. And then they're not hiring the right people along the way, which that could be detrimental to a lot of, I mean, anything that people are doing out there from a planning perspective. Yeah. I would tell you that like we, when we got in the industry and we started designing, everybody wanted a 10,000 square foot practice. It was like, we got to have a 10,000 square foot building. We were like, you don't need a 10,000 square foot building. We need to focus on the exam room layout. We, we can put six exam rooms of a really nice hospital in 3,500 square feet, right? So that's going to definitely help the overall cost. But um, not having someone that understands how your practice needs to interact between not only you and your staff, it's not always about the animal. At the end of the day, it's about the client that's coming in with that animal, right? So we want to make sure that you know, it speaks to them well, and it, it makes a good experience for them and their staff and employees. So uh, right. when you go with like a non-veterinary specific architect or builder, they don't, they don't know that. They don't know that stuff, right? It's just like accountants. You have accountants that do, you know, tax law and you have accountants that do other, you have, you get it, you get a specialty. You're not every attorney does every, everything. Everyone has their own kind of like little niche. Of course. That's something that's very valid that you're bringing up. I, I really wanted to take a moment to kind of hit on that. When the design of the practice is being created, of course, each exam room provides a certain amount of revenue for the practice. About $750,000 right. per exam room. Is yeah, what about seven fifty, which I think mm-hmm. is a huge number. So like depending on, and then the, also depending on the staffing that you have in there from veterinarians to how many exam rooms there are, but then also the overall use and functionality of how the overall interior of the business is going to be, because I know there's some of them that have created these massive, even like entry rooms where they've already eaten up so much of their usable space to generate revenue that it's like, Hey, now their exam rooms are all scattered all over the place and they don't have enough spots to do surgeries or they created all these offices that are really not creating any extra revenue. They're just kind of places to hide. Yeah. <laughs> to a standpoint. Yeah. And then also like these big waiting rooms, these waiting rooms that do not generate any revenue for you at all. I'd rather have more exam rooms, getting these clients in there where you have their attention uh, versus just having them sit in a dog and cat waiting area. So it's like, it's definitely different. We push the envelope. We, we're always trying to innovate as much as we possibly can, you know. How does the process look like? So when people are looking to work with Blue Frog, what is, where does this conversation start and how do they walk through it? I mean, I say this, honestly, the sooner the better. It's like if you're looking to potentially build, expand, start a practice, whatever, best time to get us involved is in the very beginning. So, um, you know, even if that's just like picking up the phone and just saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this because then we can get you in touch with the right, you know, lending facility and, and, okay. uh, the right, you know, the bank partner finance people, making sure all that's good. And, but also if it comes down to, if it's, like, if it's a startup, I mean, we got some pretty unique programs where like a set of a startup practice going into like a 1200 square foot space, we'll build them a 3,500 square foot building fix the rent for the first four years for them so it cash flows properly and uh and give them you know five to six exam rooms up front 
Now their build-out money is not being lost in a Publix or another type of shopping center like that. It's being invested into the building that they have, and then they can purchase the building from us years three and four, or literally whenever they want, but it's basically like a nice lease purchase. So they're getting in and they're getting ramped up. We're doing those. We're seeing their revenues are with inside a year hitting $100,000, $120,000 a month in revenue with a single doctor. We just opened one up in um, in South Carolina. There there will be over a million dollars in, in revenue in the first um, eight months. So, so that's what we're trying to do is just make it successful so you're not stuck in a facility where you're in a little leasehold space in two exam rooms and you signed a seven-year lease. Now you're handcuffed and you can't do anything. So definitely the earlier the better because there's plenty of options out there and we just want to make sure that you... You don't take those off the table accidentally without getting the right counsel. Absolutely. I believe that's fantastic to know too, because when you have so many exam rooms, how much is it going to generate for revenue for you? Is it able to maximize the spot that you have? Are we able to really design a space that can not just be, you know, if if you get to a certain part and then you've hit capacity and then are you able to continue going on the way that you want to? And, And it's really being able to, What's the word foreshadow is probably a good word for this, be able to understand, hey, where are we trying to go with this? And then you all providing that ability for them to really realize that dream. And I will say VetMed has taken off from a business standpoint. It's amazing that some of these businesses that are opening up within one of our other clients, three months already making a profit in her business, which is awesome to hear because usually practices... I don't know, five or 10 years ago, it would take a good 10, 12, 15 months before yeah. breaking even. And now here they are, you know, they're pumping cash already <laughs> to start doing something with. So when, when someone wants to start exploring that route of, let's say they want to build a, a location, do you all, you'd they start the conversation with Blue Frog and then would you all point them in the direction of a, a realtor or would that be something you all would support? Them yeah. With? I mean, we have, we have partners that we work with in um, in certain areas. So, I mean, we know who's good and who's not and who's worried about the doctor and who's not. That's the number, that's the number one thing. Um, of course. I mean, you know, we're, we're definitely trying to make sure that they're making good financial decisions all the way through. So they can call us and like, Hey, I'm looking for a location and, and we could definitely point them in the right direction. We may know of one already, uh, but we can do all that research. And then we work with the agent, not only just because of the price of the property, but also what is it going to take to develop it? Like that is a whole side of the equation that needs Mm -hmm. to be done, do like feasibility study and all that. So, you know, what's the parking going to be? What's this? I mean, I've had doctors buy property that to put an animal hospital on without consulting with us and um, they couldn't build an animal hospital there. Why not? They didn't have enough parking or they didn't check the zoning for it. I mean, there's been situations like that over and over again over time. So advice is free. So, I mean, you just pick up the phone and then um, and then we can jump in and do that process with you. Hopefully you get a chance to earn your business. So. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, let's say that they're just exploring the idea of wanting to get their own location. Maybe there are someone that is in a strip mall right now mm-hmm. locked into a lease. What would be the first thing that you would encourage them to do right now that they could at least start exploring? Like, is that the route that I want to go or is that something for me? Well, if you're looking to do anything coming out of the ground, it takes it, in this day and age, it could take about a year and a half. Okay. So um, if you if you're two years left in your lease and you don't think you're going to be there, or you're looking to expand, I mean, it's the time to call, right? Because okay. it it could take that long with design and permitting, definitely permitting. So yeah, I would definitely say that the the sooner the better if you're in that situation, 
And then if you're a little later on in life and you have a practice that maybe you may be wanting to exit to corporate, maybe that's the goal, but you need to, um, you need to need to get another veterinarian in there. You need some help with that. Maybe your facility's not ready for another veterinarian. I mean, and you, but you don't want to get into debt. We can come in and buy the practice, buy the real estate, renovate it, get the nice, um, expand it, get it ready, get a lease, help them get with a corporate group and, and help them exit their practice. So there's there's so many ways that we can help these guys. I mean, we well, I speak at the University of Georgia um, in Auburn, Florida, Ohio State. I mean, we've been all over talking to these schools, you know, from startup to getting ready to exit or corporate, you know, we, we, got, it, we got it pretty much covered in the vet market. That's great. Well, what I'm going to do is after the this, this show today, I'm going to make sure that there is a link. I don't know if anyone wanted to start the conversation. If they're listening to the show today, is there anyone that you would suggest that they get in contact with that they could talk to? Yeah, they can just get on uh, bfrog.net and click the, uh, I think there's a info uh, thing and put in their information and somebody will reach out to them shortly. Awesome. On, on a completely unrelated note to real estate and construction, uh-huh. if, if you were stuck on an island and you had one food that you could eat for the rest of your life... What would that food be? It'd probably be, um, yeah, probably be pizza. I'd say pizza <laughs> My probably. man, what? So are we talking deep dish, or are we talking New York style pizza? Yeah, New, yeah, talking... New York style would be great. I mean, that's where I'm from originally. So, yeah, probably cool. John and Bleakers. That'd be great. All right, is it pepperoni, spot. some sausage, or yeah, pepperoni good. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. a pizza guy myself too. Yeah. It's like all encompassing meal. Yeah. Look, Michael, it's great talking with you today. I appreciate you spending time with. Yeah, me. I appreciate it too, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Smarter Vets, thanks for being here with us today. And if you are wanting to get in contact with Blue Frog, make sure to look in the description of this podcast. You'll be able to reach out. Uh, I believe they've been incredibly helpful. And of course, when you're looking at a practice, it's always great to make sure that you are designing the best so you can maximize your revenues and hopefully generate a lot of profits from it. And if you are looking for other great resources, take a listen to other podcasts. And at the same time, look at other courses and masterclasses that we have available through our website. Again, this is Tom Seco, wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. C.J. Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. C.J. Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 20231571130 expires June 2025.